Hey everybody, what's going on? Uh, this is uh, Black and White Reviews, I'm Lee. And I am Will. And we're going to continue our journey down the What If Trail. This is What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. Um, hmm. I like the first two. I mean, just as a, as a quick update on what's going on. However, um, this one was a little bit different. I mean, it, it had its good moments. It changed uh, a few different ways, but... Um, it was definitely, I had questions, things that didn't make sense. What was your take on it? Um, pretty much the same. I'm not, I'm going to be really honest up front. Um, the first episode I thought was really interesting. The second episode, eh, and, and this just kind of, I don't know, Fury being the center of attention in anything Marvel, it's kind of, it's odd. It's not what you would expect. So that's, that, that kind of threw me off. That, that, that really threw me off. I'll be honest. So this one, right? Eh. And it's it's funny. I think a lot of people have been saying like, "When are we gonna get a Nick Fury movie?" I'm like, "We already had that, and it was garbage, and we don't talk about that." You you consider Captain Marvel to be a Fury movie? I consider the um the one with David Hasselhoff that was actually a Nick Fury movie to be a Nick Fury movie. You don't remember that? David Hasselhoff. Oh, it was it was it was garbage. It was before the MCU was the MCU. Before Feige was involved. Oh well, that's that's different. That's <laughs> right. I know. That's but that's my point. Like they're saying they should have a Fury movie. I'm like they tried and it failed. <laughs> I'm not interested. But yeah, no, Captain America, um, the Winter Soldier was definitely the closest to a Nick Fury movie that we need. I don't think we need to go too much into it. He's not a superhero, although he had some pretty interesting moments where he seemed pretty cool. But then you realized it was all a facade. Pretty much, yeah. It was all just a trick. That I mean, I, I pretty much caught on immediately to what was going on there. I'm like, okay, this is not him. There's no way they would just change his character like this. Okay. I thought it was... I, again, this episode had cool moments, but I definitely had a lot of questions. Um, just things that didn't make any sense, and there's that. So, anyway. Um, yeah. You want to just get into it? Yeah, go for it, man. Okay. So... The whole thing starts off with Natasha and Fury, and they're kind of going back and forth, and they're sitting in the car. They're about to go talk to Tony Stark as he's sitting in the big donut, you know? So what's cool about this is we start to um, we start to see the connection, um, especially, like, the time that everything's happening. So we realize here that Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man 2 are all happening simultaneously, which I think is great that they finally, like, announced that so people can really get a, a good sense. I mean, we know when the movies came out and when they take place. I have my movies actually set up chronologically on on my display. I know a lot of people are all about, you know, just going digital now, but I still like to have my old collection. Mm-hmm. So looking up right now, I can see that everything is in order based on when it happened. So Captain America obviously is the first one. You know, and it goes from that to, Cap- you know, Captain Marvel, like, you know, and then Iron Man and so on and so forth. I like that they all kind of... Um, they go that way, um, as opposed to just when they were released and people don't really know. But then if you watch them that way, then all the end, the end credit scenes get all confusing. <laughs> but whatever. That's fine. Um, so I like that they put this all simultaneously. But the point here is they're getting into that scene where Tony's got the, uh, what does he call it in the movie? It's like the uh, digital crossword puzzle or whatever, growing up on his neck. Um, and... The whole like they had that serum or you know some type of antidote that like helped with his symptoms you know for the time being while he searched for a new element that was supposed to help him because it was palladium right that's what it was palladium 
All the all of these like names escaped me uh, when I was watching this episode, but the Palladium was poisoning him, his blood, and he was like dying. And that was the interesting thing that they were going through in Iron Man 2. Whereas this was supposed to stop that, but instead what this did was killed him. Kill him. And right. yep. Yep, Natasha comes down, goes ahead and injects him in the neck, and she's like, yeah, this will help with the sim- uh, sim- symptoms? Are you, are you all right? <laughs> down. Like, whoa. I I have to say, um, how this all kind of comes out is very interesting um, in the end, like, what it was. What it was. I did think it was interesting um, in, in a real, like, I do like the show because it gives us that of exactly what if what mm-hmm. if this happened what if that happened and we we got a lot more um into another character you know into the head of them um and in the end basically the end of this episode is we f- is when we actually find out what the the one change was what the um oh my god it's been so long since we watched loki i forgot what what's the term there the branch when the branch first started um when we find out in the end what the branch was so um S.H.I.E.L.D. arrests Natasha for his murder and basically gets taken away. Um, I Okay, this is my first question about this episode. So it's like Fury was right there when everything happened. And you would figure mm-hmm. you would figure he would have a lot more pull than he does. Yeah, but they but and that's what they were kind of talking about. You know, where she, he's like, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., we have to go through the protocol. She goes, yeah, I know. She goes, you know, you, they can't hold me here. He's like, yeah, I'm not expecting them to hold you. And, you know, I want you to get out of here and do this. So he's he's playing nice, you know, and doing protocol, quote unquote, knowing that she's going to sneak out so he can use her as an agent to do what he needs to do outside of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I, I kind of get that. You know, it's not a matter of him like, well, I don't know what else to say. It's just, I don't know. I, don't know. I can see it's just, your point, it, it's just but one I of those see how things, they explained it away. It's just one of those things where it's like maybe, maybe if you're gonna write something like this, like this in in this in this like what if like branch world, maybe have Fury be a little bit more Fury and go to bat for his agents because he has done things like that before. I just I would have appreciated that a little bit more than what they actually did. I get that you know his hands are tied, you know fine, but at least show something where it's like, hey, I was standing right there. Why is my testimony like not worth anything? Like it's really, mm-hmm. eh? I'll 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 let it go though, cause it's okay. Nice. So, yeah, I think eh. there's a lot that's going on here that was very questionable, and I think the hard the hard thing with this being animated is you can't really pick up on the subtleties of the acting and because there's so many facial muscles that are missing in an animation like this. Right. I mean, they've done a good job for the most part, but you can't really see when somebody's conflicted. You can't really see... Um, you can't get an accurate depiction of, of what emotion they're going through at Lo- the time. And I, that, I know exactly. That, com- that comes in later on. I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. I think Loki was the worst offender in this. I couldn't get a read on him mm-hmm. because, I mean, yeah. Tom Hiddleston is really good at, you know, oh, yeah. being very emotional and being very physical with the way that he portrays Loki. In this, it was very blank. Like, it was just, like, yeah, stone-faced. His voice was, was spot on. His voice was great. Well, I mean, it's 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 Tom Hiddleston who's voice acting for Loki, but... I know. It, so I, I, I know. fully expect that. I'm like, the, the way that it's animated, it was just so stone-faced the whole way through. I was like, what? Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, that that is the downside, and, it, and it's a big reason why I don't do anime. 
Agreed. you know, I need to see. I you know it's, if I'm taking something seriously, I really have to get it now. Just an offshoot for a second. I don't know when this came out, but when I went on to watch this episode um, again today, I noticed that there was another Marvel one shot that was up there. Did you see that? I didn't. There's a Marvel one shot that gets into what happens to Trevor Slattery while he's in prison. The guy who pretended to be the Mandarin, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually, and they have Ben Kingsley in there and everything. And it's actually, I really thought it was awesome. And they clearly made it to get ready for Shang-Chi. Um, you know, the Legend of the Ten Rings. And that's the whole point, because he was pretending to be, you know, the Mandarin, the leader of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they made that, like, a real point. And I, honestly, I thought it was really dud. I thought that, I thought that Ben Kingsley, it, I, he's fantastic. He's a fantastic actor. And I think his character as Trevor Slattery is hilarious. Mm. So... They made this little one-shot. It's about 13, 14 minutes long. If you get a chance, check it out. And anybody out there, check it out when you get a chance. I think it's 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 worth it, especially if you're looking forward to Shang-Chi to see what that brings. I don't know how I feel about Shang-Chi. It's a new character introduced to a big universe we already know. So am I going to welcome this new character with open arms? I don't know. So hmm. I just feel like after after everything with the Infinity Gauntlet was over... It's hard for me to want to embrace new characters, and now we've got this, we've got Eternals, you know, all these new characters, like tons of new characters being introduced into the MCU, and I'm like, I just don't know if my, if I have the capacity for any new characters in this universe, <laughs> you know? Well, but I, we will see. I, I do. I'm, I'm very much still looking forward to Eternals. I'm looking forward to kind of a new direction that, um, that, that mm-hmm. Marvel can kind of go in. If, if, if it's going to have any kind of sustainability... It has to change. You have to introduce new characters. Like it's it's inevitable that things like that are going to happen. If you just keep holding right. on to like I love these characters and I grew up with this or or nostalgia or this is what I'm used to, then mm. you're just going to end up being disappointed. <laughs> so right. Well, I think I think Shang Chi is one thing, but the Eternals being a whole new crew of people, um, that's where I'm kind of like that's a lot at once. But then again, I did think that making an Avengers movie was going to be way too much at once. I'm like, you're going to get Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. And like Chris Hemsworth and all these people together in a movie. And they're going to like work together. And then never mind when we got to infinity war, where you brought in the guardians, it's like, Oh my God, like you're going to get all of them to interact together. Like, how is this going to work? But somehow they pulled it off and it was really well done. So I'm keeping an open mind. I'm trying to. I just didn't expect to see Angelina Jolie popping up in a in the Marvel universe, but okay. It's definitely um, interesting. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> um, we got into is um, obviously there's an arrest, um, and um, so gets arrested, put in the truck, and takes out the guys there, um, playfully. You know the way that she does, very Black Widowish. Um, but we get out of that. She gets out, runs away. We move on. Um, then we get over to Thor going to get his hammer. Now, what was your thought on this whole thing? This entire scene. So <laughs> I kind of put it together here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, um, what did I do? So before I looked at this episode, I looked at the cast listing. I just, I was just curious, more curious about who's going to be voice acting. I was very curious about who's going to be voice acting for Tony Stark. And it's, it's this right. guy named Mark Wingret. Have, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know very much about him, but that's what I was looking at. And I saw the rest of the cast listing and I saw, um, what's his name? Michael Douglas. And I was like, okay, that's making, 
And then I went and I watched this, and as soon as I saw, like, he just drops, I kind of piece it together there. You know what I mean? You there? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm here. So the, the whole scene was kind of like, that's interesting. It's, eh. Meh. Meh. I'm very like meh. meh. I'm, ve- I'm very meh on. on this episode. <laughs> I'm 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 very meh on this episode. Yeah. Well. So what we get into here is we start seeing this. This is the Thor hammer scene that I was, that I was talking about. So he goes to get the hammer, and we see Coulson, who's like, you know, uh, hey, we're around the hammer. Oh, someone's breaking in. The alarms went off. We got to look for this guy. And then he then he says, I <laughs> I see the assailant, right? And he's like, well, describe him. And he goes, he's a Caucasian male, uh, mid-twenties, with really great hair. Yeah, he's gushing over he's his like, hair. Uh, <laughs> gushing. It's so weird that they've turned Coulson into this. Like, this character, they took Coulson and what we know of him having, like, being a huge fan of Cap and just went way overboard with him bit. just having this affection for, for all different, um, you know, people here. And... And he says, that's an accurate description, sir. He's ger- he's gorgeous. Okay. That was just really over the top and unnecessary. But, okay. It, it's just, it's strange that they've um, taken this character down to that level. Because when we first were introduced, he was a lot more serious. Now they're taking his, his seriousness. He's keeping the same type of mannerism. But the stuff he's saying is completely ridiculous. Now, I well, don't know if that's what happened to him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I did watch some of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I don't remember him being like this, not to this degree. So the, I'm not that offended by it because then, I mean, when you look at the MCU, you had, um, what's his name who played Ant-Man? Oh yeah. Well, Scott Lang. Scott Lang. You had Scott Lang, yeah. like, you know, kind of. His character idoli- didn't change though. Yeah. But he was, he was also kind of idolizing over Cap's butt. So, I mean, that, that, that kind of humor is within the MCU. So I'm not yeah, that offended by it. I, I know. It just, it, it's just it just seemed weird that he was so hooked on it. And even later on, we get more. Anyway, the point is, in this whole scene, the whole thing comes down to is Barton accidentally shoots Thor, which blows his mind because he never misses. He never misfires what happened there. He, ba- he basically gets thrown to a cell. So Thor's dead. Tony's dead. All right. We just lost two Avengers that, that are never going to become Avengers now. Nope. Um, so so Barton's sitting in his cell. He's just kind of like, you know, freaking out like this never happens. I, I, I never misfire. What am I going to like? I, I, no one believes me. I don't understand. Like, this makes no sense. And he's just sitting there with his head between his knees. And then they go in there and they find out that by the time they go to talk to him, he's dead. How? How is he dead? Nobody got in there. What's going on? And at this point, I'm going, something to do with Hank Pym? Something. Maybe? The Pym particle? Some, I'm like, something's going to be involved. And I'm like, that would make sense for a few things. But again, not what I expected with the injection thing. I thought it was really interesting, but it makes total sense. Yeah. And very, very much in, involved here. Um, so then they go to check it out. They've got, um, you've got Thor down, you've got Barton down, and they're both on these tables. And you got Coulson going over to Thor, and he goes, even while he's rotting, he smells like lavender. Yeah, that kind of jumped the shark for me. This <laughs> That's my point. Like, this entire thing, I'm like, he's, he's just sitting there like, oh, he's smelling a dead body. And saying, this dead body smells like lavender. It's odd. This whole episode did some gross things that I did not expect. So, um, anyway, we're we're getting over here anyway, but this is, um, we've got, 
Natasha who goes to find Dr. Ross, who was the, you know, um, basically Thunderbolt Ross's daughter, who was, you know, hanging out with Bruce Banner, you know, once had a relationship with him, but then there was that other guy, the therapist or whatever, I don't know. Um, so she goes to her because she's an expert in the tactical applications of cellular biology. Finds out when she looks into it, it wasn't anything biological. It looks if, as if there was a tiny projectile that was fired from the needle. Again, tiny projectile coming through a needle. Yeah. What else could that possibly be? Exactly. She's like, nanotech? She goes, I don't know. I don't deal with that stuff. It's not biological. And you find out Banner's hiding in the closet. Um, and at that moment, the, the cool thing here is, is there's so many things happening at once. Again, all three of the movies that we know are happening at the same time. So there's a lot of Natasha calling Fury, Fury calling Natasha, and they're like, I'm a little busy right now. Uh, yeah, so am I. <laughs> we both need to talk about what's going on here, but they're both dealing with some pretty ridiculous stuff at the same exact time. Um, so when she finds out that Barton's dead, she just immediately goes, who do I kill? Um, and then the whole point is they realize that the killer is going after candidates for the Avengers Initiative. That leaves two more people that they have that are on the list, which is, um, you know, Black Widow and the Hulk. So, or Natasha and Banner, whatever. Mm. And at that point, Thunderbolt Ross's troops are on the move. They're coming on in. Okay, gotta let you go. Gotta deal with this now. And at the same exact time, again, all of this stuff happening together, Loki arrives. Coulson's driving down the road. I got you that double cafe, that double macchiato that you love so much, you know. To Fury, uh-oh, what's this? Everything's flying in the air? Okay, bye, Frost, blah, blah, blah. Loki comes down with an army. He's like, does it look like they're from Earth? And he goes, uh, maybe Middle Earth? <laughs> 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 I thought that was a good line, and that definitely fit his character. Exactly, um, yeah. Uh, so then he goes through it. Or actually, isn't it Metal Earth? I thought it was Metal Earth. It sounded like he said Middle Earth, though. I always thought it was Middle Earth. I always thought it was, too, but... Oh, yeah, it is Middle-Earth. Somebody told me it was Metal-Earth, like M-E-D-D-E-L or something. No. I don't know. Metal? No, no it's, it's Middle-Earth. It's Middle-Earth. People Earth. are liars. This is, see, I just Googled it. Wow. All these years, and I thought that uh, whoever told me that was true. Sounds I like mean, you, were, sounds like you were talking to a Floyd fan that just got confused a little bit. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, um, Loki comes out and does this awesome, like, it's Tom Hiddleston at his finest voice acting. I thought it was great to hear his voice like that again. Very serious, very, I'm better than you, you know, which we haven't heard in a lot. Besides, can you know, uh, what's it, President Loki. Yeah. Um, we watched uh, uh, Loki. Um, but as he's trying to say stuff, you know, Fury's phone's ringing. And Loki has a, a good sense of what a phone is, so obviously he, he keeps on getting interrupted while the phone's ringing. He's just like, are, are, are you going to take that? I'm kind of in the middle of something here. Like, explain, he's like, the Dark Prince of Jotun... Uh, uh, <clears throat> of Jotunheim. <laughs> like, getting very upset that he's being interrupted because he's so into himself and how he presents himself. Um... It is but, very interesting. Like, it is very interesting that he's, you know, not the Loki that we remember, but he is a Loki that we remember, and we get to see like mm -hmm. this version, this amazing version of Loki down here to avenge his brother's death. I think that's really right. Cool. I think that's really well it is done. really cool, and that's that's what I I said about this show is like we get to see these again. That's why it's called What If. What if this happened? What if we got to see this? What if they did that? You know, again, what if Superman. <laughs> Superman lives right. came out. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want a what if. I, maybe Marvel should do that. I think Marvel should make a what if 
what if Superman lives actually exists. You mean you, you mean DC? Maybe DC should do something like that. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying Marvel should do, just do it. Mar- so Marvel, you know, I to- Marvel. I, to- I told you about that. <laughs> Marvel should. I get told the you about that. Superman. When when and- Justice League. Um, when Justice League came out, I remember it was like it was such a flop. And then they had that that joke where it said it just said um, Marvel's the Justice League, and the tagline was "Fine, I'll do it myself." Yeah, <laughs> which Fine. was was awesome. I'd be on board um, with that. No, but it's the th- it, so, it goes back it goes back to something that we were talking about when we were watching Loki that this is the version of Loki that we wanted, and I I said something along mm-hmm. the lines of if there's anything that's going to like change Loki's character for the better or whatever, it should involve Thor. And they actually did it here. Mm-hmm. And I, I super appreciated that. I thought it was great. Right. Right. I'm glad that they did. Mm. Uh, so Loki's freezing everything. And that's like his thing. He's, he's just freezing stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> then somebody sh- like at that point, they're like, they're trying to talk and uh, Natasha, who are back over here with her and banner. They're on like that, that little bridge that goes over basically the scene we saw in incredible Hulk. You know, before uh, Tim Roth came out, they're all juiced up, you know, taking stuff out um, before he gets slammed into a tree um, or whatever. He, uh, all of a sudden, Bruce gets shot. Now, Ross was not telling anybody to shoot. He was telling everybody to hold their fire because Natasha was like, I'm an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've got him under, con- my, under my custody. We're getting out of here. And Bruce gets shot. He goes down and starts hulking out. Yeah. And he smashes, he tosses, he does this. And then, while this is happening, I'm thinking about this, he just starts blowing up. Yeah. And I'm going, oh my god, are they actually going to do something this disgusting? And, oh yes, they did. <laughs> he blew up to the point where he was just too big, and he popped. He exploded into a green puff of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> smoke and goo. I thought it was goo. It. I, I'd was, imagine it would be goo. I just saw like <laughs> smoke. I just thought it was like just a green puff okay. of smoke. But whatever. If it, goo, well, I, I'm, fine. I'm thinking he's like a giant pimple, and it's gonna be gooey. Exactly. That, that was my but thought. <laughs> regardless, regardless, it was amazing. It was hilarious. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was and then, great. And then for the like, so for the second time, you hear um, Doctor Ross here just going, "He can't die," but. <laughs> But he can't die. Like, well, he did. Yeah, he, he did. just got blown up. He just got blown up. And it up. was almost in this. It was almost in the same matter that we all kind of suspected or joked about Thanos dying. Because remember, we all there was that theory about Ant Man going up his butt. Yeah. And then, then he would grow up. He, he would he would expand, and that would be the end of Thanos. Um. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I don't know. That's the, what basically happened here. I think this was done just to be like, hey, remember that that theory? They basically just exploded Banner, pretty much, um, by putting pretty something much. in there and blowing him up. And your so, point to it, your um, point, to, your point to it being gross. I mean, I don't think it was that gross, but I will say that when he started to like really blow up like a big balloon and he was getting ready to pop, like the inner mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy fan in me started marking out. I thought because <laughs> I thought it was gonna be disgusting, like a little bit more than it actually was. So I was like, oh, it's just green smoke. Cool. Yeah. I I didn't think it was smoke. Again, that's the problem with that. (laughs) But let's see here. Um, So we get back to this thing where Fury just says, like, the most cliche duh line. You know, (laughs) 
taking us all taking the earth captive is not gonna bring this bring your prince back it's like well duh <laughs> and then sif's like wait he's got a point there like really that was the line that he had to, to say after this guy was like decimating everything in front of him and he just goes oh okay yeah i'll stop and listen really it just it just seemed really dumb it was a dumb line to make him realize something anyway the point that he's getting at to getting at here was you know, we should be working together because basically the person who killed your prince is the person who killed two of my guys, too. And we, yeah. sh- we should know who this is. And he's like, And then Loki's like, dude, we're not allies. And he's like, well, then let me help you out. OK, let, let us let's go through this together. I'll get this. I'll find who did it. You'll have your pound of flesh. I, yeah, that, I was just about to say that. I think the line was you'll have your pound of flesh. And I think that's what turned Loki around to this. But he, you know, wants I want the whole right. body or something like that. So, yeah, I, I want the entire corpse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. So that was that was interesting. Now, your pound of flesh is that a term that was used from Loki at one point? I'm trying to remember. Like, was that from something else? I feel like it's a reference to something we've heard once before. I mean, in the MCU, a pound of flesh is such a general term. I feel like if it was, it's it, it's been yeah. used so many times in movies. Like, yeah, I've never I've never really heard it much, so I wasn't sure if it was a specific thing. But I, but Loki was like, "Ooh, I like the sound of that." <laughs> um. But anyway. I don't know. I don't know if it's specific to anything within the MCU. I just think it's a general thing that's been used, you know, all over the place in medium for forever. So it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So anyway, um, what's her face there? Natasha, she's hanging out. She's um, in a library doing some research in a dark library. Ooh, OK, perfect. <laughs> she's trying to get into the system and she needs to know Colson's password. In order to get into it. And all we hear is, it's Steve, 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 I heart Steve, 0704. That's his password. And. <laughs> it, yeah. It was funny. He's like, I'm not giving you my password. Just give it to me. Fine. It's Steve, 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 I heart Steve, 0704. <laughs> um, oh, my God. What have, what have they done to Colson? This is getting out of hand. Um, but I, I laughed about it because I'm just like, oh, 704, ah, Independence Day. That makes so- total sense. Okay, I get it. <laughs> so, just, oh my god, this is nuts. Anyway, they're going through it, and we see Hope Van Dyne is, like, listed on there. She was killed two years ago, yet she was the one who accessed the files most recently. Huh, how did, how did somebody who's been dead for two years access these files recently? Ah, and it hits me there at that point. That's the change. Hope Van Dyne died. She died, and that's the big change here. She died. Well, I mean, she must have been enlisted earlier, and then she died. Yeah. And that was the big branch that created everything here. Now I get it. That's the change. And she's out there. She's getting knocked around by somebody that you don't see. And at first, I was like, could it be an Ant-Man character? And I'm like, but who and what? And, and maybe it's her hiding. It's I don't know what it is. Um. And she's yelling out, it's hope, it's all about hope. Now, that sounds like it would make sense, but the, the fact that her name is Hope, and hope is actually also a word, really threw off the rest of this episode, where I couldn't tell if Fury understood what the heck was going on, because I could not read his face. Hmm. And that's my biggest issue. You said your issue was more with Loki and not being able to read his face. Mine was on, on Fury, because I couldn't tell if he was processing things, if he understood what we understood, or not. It was very up in the air what was going on and what his plan was because he was being very cryptic to talking to everybody and, you know, including us because his face was so animated or we'll say inanimated, even though it was animated. Um, 
Anyway, wow, that, that, that's is... funny because I never, I never got lost like that. I in any time after mm-hmm. this moment when she's sitting down in the computer scene, after this moment, anytime mm-hmm. I heard you know Hope, I automatically thought that they were referencing Hope Van Dyne. Yeah, well, yes, they are, but they kept on saying Hope later on and using it for for its alternate meanings. Okay. Anyway, she's getting tossed around like a rag doll. She dies. Oh yeah, and all he has is this voice message of her. Hope it's all about hope, which he plays over and over again. So Fury is not the only Avenger left, and then he goes and grabs Captain Marvel's beeper. And then there's this whole hope thing. And it's like at this point I'm like, does he understand what she was saying? Because he goes, All about hope. Oh, I have hope. There's Captain Marvel. She's hope. Like that's how he was making it seem. You know, and then he looks down, he sees and he sees ice, and you realize, oh, hope, Captain America. He's frozen. That makes sense. Like, like he knew he was there. Um, okay. It's very unclear at this point what he actually understands because we can't read him. So I'm like, I know what's going on, but does he? I can't tell. And everything he said was cryptic. And he makes this line. He goes, either you make a pact with the God or make a pact with a God or make a deal with the devil. And he's like, do you know where you're going? He's like, I'm not sure yet. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that he doesn't know yet because I don't understand what the heck he knows. So I, so I, maybe, I took that maybe, and said, yes, okay, absolutely. Maybe, so, so me, so, okay, so you and I are on the same page about that. We both thought that, well, we both were re- referencing hope to mean Hope Van Dyme, not hope meaning, you know, the word hope, right? Well, Fury yes, obviously took it a said. different, Fury obviously took it a different way, and we're supposed to be thinking Captain Marvel. Right, but he goes right to Hope's grave in this next scene. Huh. Because he understands she's talking about hope. So that's the thing. Is it's like he does one thing, takes the word hope for hope, but then understands that she's talking about hope. So he takes this double meaning and runs with both of them. But it's just it doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense that he would go off and be like, oh, Captain Marvel, like uh, Captain America. Like, yeah, it's wh- very what? it's it's very okay. thrown together. Yeah, this this part was very fr- thrown together. Now, from the rest of it. I like it, and it made sense. Fury goes to Hope's grave, and he immediately knew Hank Pym was there. He's like, what's going on, Hank? You know, and Hank shows up in the yellow jacket suit. Now, that was interesting to see Hank in the yellow jacket suit, um, which we saw Darren Cross, you know, wearing or using in Ant-Man. Um, but the whole point is he's been basically taking out the Avengers, you know, those candidates, um, in, in a way to avenge his daughter's death. Um, he's just mad because basically she was promised this, she was promised that, she was part of a team that, Fur- that S.H.I.E.L.D. was working with, she got killed, and he blames Fury and anybody in S.H.I.E.L.D. for her death. Okay, and that's a, it's a classic, you killed my daughter, I'm out for revenge type yeah. thing. Okay, got it. Um, so Fury is super fast and basically swatting him around effortlessly. I, and yeah. And I'm looking at him just like, that's not Nick Fury. There's no, no way. way he would change his character like this. He's a talker, not a fighter. Um, you know, or, sh- you know, whatever. Like, shooting people with, you know, tranquilizer darts. Um, that being said, I hope you watch the trailer for the new Spider-Man, because, whew. Um, I, okay. You, you have you? Yes. We'll talk about that later. I was actually hoping um, but, that we would touch on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, Fury's fast, swatting him around. And then the line, the line that Hank says, like, you're still pretty spry for a guy with a corner office. At this point, we know it's clearly Loki. You know, there's no way he's moving around the way he's moving around. Yeah, it's obvious. And there's like at this one point, there's there's multiple Furies and a giant one in the sky. 
and then it comes back and, and he's laughing I, I love the line he's just like you didn't care about her he's like I don't care about anybody <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's Loki he's like yeah I don't care about any of them um, but he comes back out you realize you stand there and they got him he's down he's hurting and he's like what's with the goth kid referring to Loki um, which I thought was funny you know the dark the, the dyed black hair um, but they go through the whole thing and, and he just explains that you know we stood for this to save to save the world from people like you agent Hope Van Dyne under uh, Van Dyne understood this you know and her and or understood that point and she will never be forgotten and Hank's just like then you need to honor her you know honor her like he's like really just like you need to honor her and stick so, with that then. make sure was you know it what ever, you're doing and, and i only watched the episode once so i'm sorry if i'm missing something but was it ever specified how she died not really no I, you figure no. something like that would be kind of important <laughs> i mean right considering they do so many flashbacks and other things but this is not a flashback show they don't do flashbacks here they do here's what's going on it, it's all a flashback for no us. but I, I, I don't i don't even mean like that i don't even existed. mean like that i mean it would be it would be kind of important to understand like how she died would be kind of important so we could understand hank pem's like want anger for, yeah exactly want for revenge right now like if it was right, just an, right. like if it was just an accident like a mistake in mm-hmm. a lab somewhere and she got contaminated with something and it was tragic. Like, okay, that's an accident. But if it was actually something like Fury directed in order that, you know, directly right. led to her death, I could understand that a little bit better. But they don't really go into anything like that. It's just like, nope, she's dead. Right. And but like, either way, either way, when we see movies where there's a parent who wants who's out for revenge, generally, regardless of which way it was, whether it was this or that, you know, the former or the latter they're still going to do that and it's still understandable because that's just how they make movies it's cliche it's goofy i mean it's just it's just like this iron man 2 i hated vanka was a villain because it was just so cliche compared to the first iron man movie where so, it made sense so i would two, two two rich guys fighting over power i would you know agree. and then I this one was like you, you killed my father and you stole my father's ideas i am mad at you now i, I kill you and i want my bird you know like <laughs> that, that's i, I kill you and i want my bird I, I come to kill you. I want my board. <laughs> well, no, it's like his father was muscled out of the company and Howard, you know, stole a bunch of his ideas. So you understand you right. understand why he wants revenge. You understand. I know, but it was just so cliche compared to the first movie. That's it. It was cliche. And they basically it showed him taking his um his, his arc reactor technology for himself. I'm like, it's this. You basically took the same kind of concept of the first one and added a cliche backstory as to why he was angry. And I'm like, ugh. You know, I didn't think the movie itself was bad, but I just thought the whole character of of Whiplash was just really bo- overdone. I think overdone, boring, not not original. So I liked I liked Whiplash. I know. I did not mind Whiplash as a villain. Now. Mickey Rourke, that's a different conversation. But uh, I was, I was. Perfect. I don't think he did bad, but I don't think he, I think I don't think <laughs> he did bad. I just think it could have been done a little bit better. Um, but that's that's basically it. But my point is, usually within the MCU, you understand the villains' motives. You understand what makes them angry. You understand what 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 makes them desire vengeance and 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 what their motivations are and why they're moving forward. Like you sympathize with them, right? Mm-hmm. It's very rare that you get a villain, and you don't have any explanation behind it. 
Yeah, I know. This I know. was the, that's but why. That's why this is a this is a one off. It's a what if exactly. One-off. It's a one off. It's, so, it's what if. It's only one-off. so much room they can do, and they just they just gave us three different characters that had alternate endings of their life, and we're like, okay, wow, or four, or four, or five, six. I mean, I forgot it was it wasn't just three. Right. Start off with those three, but then everybody else around too. So anyway, um, <laughs> at this point we get something that of course. It's, it's like one of those Treehouse of Horror things, you know. Oh, wow. Well, you know, even though this ended on a bad note, <laughs> we, um, whatever. It's not, it doesn't mean anything. It's just like, oh, just here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. But um, at this point, Loki comes back up and he's like, you know, you're right. We should be allies. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going st- to stick around a little bit longer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extend my stay. And he goes, how long are you thinking? And next thing you know, it cuts to him. And he's, he's taken over the world. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just he's a in speech. the UN, and he's just standing there, just like giving his whole like you know, you need to be ruled, you crave subjugation. I have come to fulfill your destiny. Lines, you know, all that stuff that we saw from Avengers, but they didn't have the little guys like you know, men tried to put us people like you or men like you came and put us in cages. You know that there was a great line, you know, and uh, but yeah, that didn't happen. It basically just ended with him taking over the world. Did we already? Um, but did we already say Fury, that Tom Hiddleston is amazing. <laughs> Oh, he's fantastic. Yes, we've dealt, we've totally said this. Um, but we get this whole thing, this line is like, hope never dies. Again, <laughs> she did two years ago. Okay, hope never dies as long as someone keeps their good eye on the bigger picture. Right. Now, this is the Watcher saying it. And we see he, he wipes off and you see Captain, Captain America's shield and then Captain Marvel shows up. She goes, where's the fight? And then that's the end. It's like, okay. Interesting. You know, it, it ended on a pretty uh, pl- bleak note with um, Loki, you know, taking over the world, basically. But, okay, we've got some hope here because we've got Captain America that we found in the ice, and we've got um, um, the Captain Marvel there. Yeah. So, okay, that's, that's, that's where we're at. That's interesting. I mean, my, my biggest... It's just uh, again, it's a treehouse of horror. It's always I'm always going to refer to it as a treehouse of horror because it it goes nowhere. It means nothing. It's just some light entertainment. What right. if this happened? So, I thought it was interesting. Um, but definitely, I I thought um the Guardians one was really close to the Guardians. Like really, uh, it kept the humor. I mean, you watched it obviously. We, you and I didn't talk about it. Um, no, because you were indisposed that day. I but was. You not- watched the episode. <laughs> yeah, I was indisposed. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I thought I thought okay. So the first two episodes I thought were great. The second episode I thought was just fantastic. You threw and through. I'm not going to get into the whole thing about why, but I just I thought the second episode was absolutely fantastic. Much better than this week's. This week's this episode here it was very much meh. What whatever. I I'm not going to lie. There was a couple of funny points, but aside from that, I really did not care. And it comes down to I didn't understand why Hank was doing what he was doing. I just I needed a little bit more. Just just a little bit more. Just give me some kind of explanation as to why this is happening. And it's and the only reason why I feel that way. The only reason why I feel that way is because Marvel is usually very detailed and they usually do really good jobs with their villains. And. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. Th- there's no reason why you can't just add in a line like this is how she oh, died. And just this like, is how like, she died. This... And I blame you because of such and such and so and so like, oh, perfect. That would have been great. That would have wrapped up the episode perfectly for me. Exactly. Just so. one little line. This is how I got my adamantium claws. Sure. Never going to drop it. I Never still gonna drop it. I, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> 
one of these days, I'm going to go through those movies and I'm going to find that answer because I'm almost positive the answer is in there somewhere. I just c- mm. c- keep forgetting about it. It's and I'm going to blast you with it. So <laughs> good. Look, look I to want that. justice. Good. I want answers. Anyways. So I know <laughs> I know you're kind of pressed for time and I want to wrap this episode up. You uh, mentioned it a little while ago. Um, Spider-Man trailer. Yep. Spider-Man Far From, or No Way Home. No Way yeah. Home. No Way Home. What you think? Well, um, I'm really, really happy that we got to see a trailer finally, because mm-hmm. there's been so many fake ones made that showed Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and yeah. this, that, and the other thing, and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like if if they do incorporate them somehow in the movie as a cameo one way or another they wouldn't they wouldn't show them in the trailers as such you know right. I, I, did you ever see that image i showed you or i sent I, I thought it was beautiful it was an old toby Maguire with a beard like older with a beard and yeah. he was wearing like this like a leather like a dark almost like a daredevil looking um jacket yes you know with the spider logo on the front i'm like that looks amazing like that's how i want to see Peter Parker, like, older, years later type thing. Like, that would be so cool to see, you know, this dystopian, you know, alternate reality Spider-Man um, portrayed by Tobey Maguire. Anyway, right. that's that's what I was hoping for. So I, I was definitely happy to finally see something real. Um, my thoughts on the whole thing is it's going to be a Doctor Strange movie with Spider-Man, but it's called a Spider-Man movie. The reason that- being... It's it's very Doctor Strange heavy, yes. very much with the spells and, you know, the, the Inception visuals, you know, and all that stuff. So, like civil, yeah, I'm, so, like, I'm okay, a little, So, like, Civil War was not a Captain America movie. It was an Avengers movie. It was an Avengers movie, yes. I felt the same They're way, I like felt the same way feel, watching this, yeah. I'm, I agree with you 100%. So, I'm, wonder, I'm wondering now if, if Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is just going to be a Scarlet Witch movie. <laughs> I'm wondering if Multiverse of Madness is going to be Strange cleaning up the mess that he made, like, in this trailer. Yeah. Because clearly, clearly well, he made I think a it's, giant it's between mistake. This... Clearly yeah. he made a I giant between, mistake and between he has to lo- clean it up somewhere. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering, right. like, is that what Multiverse of Madness is going to be? Just there's a continuation of, of whatever story that we're seeing here? Oh, yeah. Well, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of multiversal... Um, things in a lot of the movies are going to be coming out um like i don't know where eternals fits um but i i can't see it connecting much i feel like it's its own thing and it's not even connected and won't be connected because they're focusing on deviance or whatever they fo- they said that they were looking at um but yeah uh, the visuals were great you know just like in doctor strange um he's he's getting very i mean he's a sorcerer there's magic involved, you know, obviously I'm not buying into this as if it's some type of way to live as, you know, casting spells and making potions that are, you know, potions of light. Um, I thought the whole thing right there where he's just like, wait, this is going to happen. Be quiet. You're going to ruin the spell. He's like, but what about this? I said, shh. <laughs> okay. And then ah, the thing blows up. I'm like, that makes total sense that Peter Parker just wouldn't shut his mouth. Yeah. And then it just destroys the, destroys the universe. It was great. It was <laughs> um, great. And then in the end, you see. I thought it was great when you heard the you heard the Defoe laugh and saw the Green Goblin's bomb. Yeah, I was very excited to see that. Yes. Um, but then you don't see Green Goblin. No. We get Alfred Molina's um 
Dr. Octopus, which we've already known it was confirmed he was going to return as Doc Ock. Yes. But him coming over there and immediately knowing him and going, hello, Peter, it's was uh, pretty that, awesome. That that blew my mind. Like, how do you know he's Peter? How would he know? Um, well, was he wearing the Spider-Man suit at that moment or was he just standing there as Peter Parker? Well, you don't know. Because if he's wearing it's, the Spider-Man trailer, suit, then he trailer, would say hello, Peter. It's a trailer, so it's kind of taken out of context. Like, there is the scene right, where he's, so like, we don't looking, really know. he's looking at somebody in a car, and then he turns around, and he comes out, and so it is taken out of context. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly who Doc Ock is looking mm-hmm. at. Like, is he just wearing a Spider-Man mm-hmm. suit, or is it, um, you know, Tom Holland? We, we don't know. I'm not going to yeah. speculate, you right. know, right now, but it's just like, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am incredibly yeah, pumped. Man. I am incredibly <laughs> pumped. So in this, mm-hmm. I'm more pumped for this. And if this makes me negative, I I really don't care. I'm glad we got. <laughs> I'm glad we got Willem Dafoe, and I'm glad we got. And his name slips my mind. Doc Ock. What's his name? Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. I'm glad we got those references instead of something from, you know, Andrew Garfield's Sony Universe Spider-Man, because I did not like yeah. those two movies. Well, they, like, did, they did say that Jamie Foxx was reprising his role as Electro in this. Is he? So Okay, so... I, I okay. thought that was another con- confirmation, is Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx were both confirmed. I could okay. be wrong, but I, I thought that's what I read. Okay. Like, I know that the whole Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield thing has been up in the air as, like, a hope... But I, I thought that they did confirm Dude, if they're those two. if they're if they're showing Molina and and you know Willem Dafoe is in the background laughing. Well, it's Toby Maguire has they never to really, show. They, up. they never really said it was Willem Dafoe, but it sounded like him. It's it's. I don't understand how you can mistake his voice for anybody else's. <laughs> he has a very distinct uh, voice. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a laugh. Anybody can make a laugh impression of Willem Dafoe. I feel you know like I feel oh, okay, fine, but I I still feel like it's too on the nose for it not to be Willem Dafoe. Yeah, that's just my whatever. Yeah. Fine. I just think at this point, dude, you have to have Tobey Maguire. Like that has to like, come on. But that's just me. I also think, and this goes into something else that's not even you know a, a conversation for right now. I also kind of think the trailer gave a little too much away. Yeah, potentially. Now, just so you you do know, um, I just IMDb'd it and pulled it up, and Willem Dafoe is cast as Norman Osborn. There you go. So that is that is yeah, it's definitely here. J.K. Simmons obviously is J. Joe Jameson. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, those are the, the two that are here. I mean, Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe, Jamie okay. Fox. Yeah. So that's that. Anyway. I'm going to have to wrap up here, All right, um, but I think, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Spider-Man. I mean, we've got, what is it? Is it December now? Is that the date? December, December something. Sometime in December? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll look forward to that. I mean, Eternals is coming out. Um, I'll be interested in seeing where that goes. Uh, Legend of the Ten Rings, Shang-Chi. Um, yeah, check out that that one shot if you get a chance with, with Trevor Slattery. I mean, I just, I love Ben Kingsley. I think he's great in everything, so it's um it's worth a check. Will do. Um, But... Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, or anything like that, or want to complain, feel free to check uh, to reach out to us. You can do it through the multiple mediums, through our email, through all of the stuff here on, you can Podbean, Facebook, whatever. Um, we're always interested in hearing what everybody has to say. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess we will be back next week. Have a good one, everybody.